What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. He's the glam rock powerhouse that took the pop music world by storm with flair and a little bit of eyeliner. But success didn't come easily for Adam Lambert. As a teenager, he wrestled with his identity and struggled to feel comfortable with himself. He took refuge in music and theater, blending his sense of theatrics with pop and dance. But even though Adam came out, the music industry wasn't ready to let him in. Adam finally made his mark as a contestant on American Idol. He ignited the flames of controversy with his uninhibited attitude and provocative style. Never backing down, Adam finally hit it big and became an international sensation. This is Adam Lambert, the story behind the music. It's another day on the road as Adam Lambert winds down his six-month-long Glam Nation tour. Rocking fans in over 100 cities worldwide. Hi! It's the perfect platform to preach his mantra of self-expression. Being in this position, being in the public eye, being an artist, it's a great opportunity to flex your muscle in just being who you are. I got to meet the fans in every city. And, and there are a handful of occasions where I've gotten a little choked up with a fan who has expressed to me, you know what, you've changed my life, you've given me confidence, or you've made me more open-minded about your lifestyle. Adam is hardly your typical pop star. And after a cathartic journey searching for his identity, both personally and professionally, Adam's soaking up every moment of his success. I think I'm a result of all the things that I love about music. You know, I love rock and roll. I love like that bombastic approach to vocals and sexuality. And I love the production style of electronic music. I love all that. I like artists that take risks and don't want to blend in. That's the kind of person I am, and that's the kind of artist that I am. Adam Mitchell Lambert's journey to stardom began on January 29, 1982. He grew up in the sunny suburbs of San Diego with his younger brother, Neil, and their loving parents, Eber and Leela. When Adam was younger, he had an imagination that was wild. He loved to put on costumes and makeup, and um, he played all kinds of different characters. My parents put me in a theater program, and that was to uh, kind of channel some of my excess energy. You know, I think they put me in indoor soccer, in t-ball, 
Um, and surprisingly, neither one of those really f- worked out for me. As Adam grew older, his natural gift for singing became a source of pride. But offstage, he began to suffer from an intense identity crisis. Just 12 years old, Adam already knew he was different. I think when I was about sixth grade, that's when I first realized that I was probably not the same as the other boys. <laughs> and, you know, it was a weird discovery, and of course I was kind of in denial for a while, and it was all in my own head, and to me it was a deep secret. I was just not ready to talk about it with anybody. And I didn't know how my parents would react, and I didn't know what that would be like. And I think at that age, it was something that I was ashamed of, because it was so different, and wasn't the norm, and not encouraged, and no one talks about that in school. And you know, that's one of the things that's so hard about being a young person and realizing that you're, you're gay or bi or whatever. We're not told that that's okay. Adam's insecurities only grew worse. And by the time he reached high school, he felt like an outsider. I was awkward and, and struggling to find out who I was and where I fit. I didn't know anybody else that was gay, so I was playing along. And that's one of the things that is really tough, is that you, you kind of create this persona in order to be accepted. And that persona is, I'm just like everybody else, so I'm gonna ask the girl to the dance, I'm gonna wear the clothes that all the other boys are wearing, and this way no one will make fun of me, and this way I'll be accepted. The harder it became to live this lie, the more Adam found solace on stage. In high school, Adam jumped right in as a freshman and was already booking lead roles and beating out these seniors for the big parts. I was hiding this other part of myself, but in order to compensate, I wanted to be the best singer, the best actor, the best dancer in my theater group, my one place that I felt like I belonged. For years, Adam's parents had suspected he might be gay. The summer after high school graduation, Adam and his mother attended a play about a troubled gay youth whose parents disown him. On the way home, his mother seized the opportunity to have a long, overdue discussion. I thought, this is a golden opportunity for me to say something to him. And I said, you know, you can tell me anything. Do you want to have a girlfriend? And he said, no, not really. And I said, do you want to have a boyfriend? And he goes, well, I don't know, maybe. And so at that moment, that was the first time he ever really said that. I remember saying, Mom, why didn't you ask me sooner? She says, well, I didn't want to rush you. I wanted you to come to me when you were ready. It was very natural. I was like, oh, finally. Thanks for asking. I think we all had a collective sigh of relief that we, you know, okay, finally. It's all out in the open. It felt amazing. It really did. It felt like a weight was lifted, having that freedom of communication about a part of me that I had kept secret for so long. Inspired, Adam made another bold decision. In the fall of 2000, after just five weeks as a freshman at Cal State Fullerton, he abruptly quit and followed his heart to the bright lights of Hollywood. I really sat and evaluated what I wanted. I loved musical theater. That's what I wanted to start doing. Since I was a kid, that would have been my big dream, was I want to be a Broadway star. If you want something, you have to have the courage to go and grab it. In 2000, 18-year-old Adam Lambert dropped out of college and set out for Hollywood with visions of one day becoming a Broadway star. But once in Los Angeles, Adam came face to face with a cold reality. He was starting at the bottom. I lived on my own in a really run-down apartment up in North Hollywood, and it, it was pretty gnarly. You drive up to it, and it's in this really seedy neighborhood. He opens the door, and there are thousands of cockroaches, just thousands. I mean, it's like a Stephen King movie. 
And we're, we're all just standing in the doorway looking and we're like, wow, this is bad. I cried the whole way home after I had been there. I, I, I couldn't believe he was living there. But yet he was like, oh, mom, I'll be fine. It's okay. He reassured me, but I wasn't very happy. But I took a deep breath and stepped away and said, okay, you know, let's see if he can do this. After two long years pounding the pavement, Adam finally landed his first big break, touring Europe as a lead performer in the musical Hair. But for the still shy and repressed 21-year-old, the show's climactic nude scene presented a special challenge. In rehearsal, it was so intimidating. I was like, oh my God, I can't believe we have to get naked. I'm so nervous. You know, I, I was still really uncomfortable kind of in my own body. And I think that was one of the things that had still kind of clung on to me from adolescence. Facing his fear, Adam peeled away his insecurities. Through that process of having to do that every night, I really, I got a lot more comfortable in my own skin and shedding that shame away, just like, like, just like I shed the clothes that came off my body. I got so infatuated with the themes of the musical and of the whole late 60s hippie movement that I said, I want to be a hippie here in Europe and I'm just going to live this lifestyle that we're telling the story of every night on stage. Adam soon went to his first rave and immersed himself in Europe's edgy underground club scene. We spent most of the time on this tour in Germany, and uh, their attitudes towards alternative sexuality, they just didn't care. I really appreciated that because it gave me a feeling of freedom to kind of explore and to express my sexuality. Adam's transformation was fantastic to watch. He was like, I'm gonna dye my hair, and then one day he had black hair, and he started adding some jewelry, and we went shopping, and the wardrobe got flashier and crazier, and you know, the self-expression was really pouring through. It was kind of fantastic. In 2003, after the tour ended, Adam moved back to LA with a completely different attitude. I was renewed. I felt like this new sense of self. So I started meeting more and more people and going out at night, dressing up, real club kid, wearing crazy shoes and makeup and weird outfits and going to these strange clubs that are downtown in a warehouse. There were, you know, drugs and lots of drag queens. (laughs) And I think he kind of dove into that and wanted to see how wild his life could be. But not everyone was down with the experiment. As Adam quickly learned when he was cast as a slave named Joshua, in the musical, The Ten Commandments. I would come into rehearsal in, you know, whatever the heck I wanted to wear, with some nail polish on, maybe a little eyeliner from the night before, you know, all black, rock and roll t-shirts, you know. And I actually got criticized for it. They came to me and they were like, we just feel like you're, you don't understand, that's not what Joshua would wear. I'm like, yo, yo, this is rehearsal. <laughs> I'm not on stage in front of an audience yet, cool it. Coming into this religious m- musical and some people who were maybe a little more conservative, it kind of rubbed them the wrong way, you know, that Adam was wearing nail polish. There was a little discrimination going on and a little bit of a lack of being open-minded on their part, and it was really frustrating. Adam realized he no longer fit into the confining theater world and furthered his liberation when friends invited him to join the Zodiac show, an avant-garde blend of rock and roll, theater, and performance art. Theater people can tend to be a little reserved and kind of cookie cutter, and this was a collective of people that were kind of the wild children of the theater world. Really intense, artistic spirits. He was with a group of people that thought the way he did and had an outlook the way he did and, and saw the world the same. In his December 2004 debut, Adam chose the appropriately titled Sam Cooke classic, A Change Is Gonna Come. 
Now finally free to look and sing however he wanted, a new part of his creative spirit was unleashed. We just came out of the Ten Commandments where there was all this frustration and he really wanted to kind of come out and express the, the rebellious artist that was in there. It was very pivotal and it was a beautiful, inspiring time. We picked that song because it kind of embodied that feeling of, you know what, you told me no, you told me I couldn't do it, you told me I was wrong, and I sang that with as, as much of my pent-up frustration on that topic as I possibly could. I think everybody in the audience just was in shock and awe when he was singing, and then he threw the microphone, and you know, it was like, here I am, I've arrived, go bleep yourself. <laughs> Adam had spent his whole life training for the theater, but now, intoxicated by the freedom of singing on his own terms, a much different life was beckoning. All of a sudden I thought, you know what, I want to make music, this is what I want to do. Coming up, Adam's personal life becomes the talk of Idol. And later, Pop's new glam sensation pushes the boundaries, when Behind the Music continues. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th, just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. <sighs> Relax this Sunday with a little moment to yourself and the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. In 2005, after training for theater all his life, Adam Lambert was consumed with chasing a new dream, rock stardom. But he quickly discovered that it wasn't going to be as easy as he had hoped. You have to work really hard, and I did. But it takes a little bit more to be a rock star than just the desire. It's really difficult to convince a middle-aged record executive that 27-year-old gay guy that wears eyeliner is going to be the next pop star. It just, it didn't 
it didn't make sense. There's so many challenges to make it in the music industry. You have to get somebody who's behind you. And I remember Adam coming over to the house, me and my wife were watching American Idol. We were like, Adam, you should go on this show. You would totally win. <laughs> and I was like, oh, right. Like, I'm going to be able to be on American Idol. They wouldn't want me. I wouldn't make it past Simon. There's no way. He would tell me I'm too Broadway and weird, and I'd be done. Stuck in a rut, Adam desperately needed a spark. And in the summer of 2007, that's just what he got. Partying with friends at Burning Man, an annual festival advocating self-expression, Adam was enjoying a psychedelic experience when he came to a life-changing realization. What I realized was, if I wanted to be a singer and make that happen, I had to make it happen. It wasn't just gonna happen to me. And I think that was the first time that I started realizing that, that I had control over my world. Adam returned home determined to create his own opportunity. And when friends once again suggested American Idol, this time he didn't hesitate. In the summer of 2008, the 26-year-old singer packed a bag and headed up the coast to San Francisco, where Idol was holding tryouts. I thought, what do I have to lose? Might as well do it. That's my new epiphany. That's my new goal in life right now is to just take as many risks as I can and just see where it lands. If I didn't take the risk, I was worried that later down the road I would regret it. And regret sucks. I was like, oh my gosh, this is actually happening. This is real now. Going up against stiff competition, Adam stood out and survived to make the top 13. But just as the competition was heating up, he found himself in the spotlight for all the wrong reasons. Risque photos of Adam kissing an ex-boyfriend were leaked all over the internet. It was actually my own fault. They were on a social networking site called Tribe that I had totally forgotten I had an account on. And the pictures just started circulating. I thought, oh no, it's over. I said, Adam, you gotta look because I think it's not gonna be a good thing. I got freaked out. I don't want pictures of me making out, you know, all across the country. These are pictures that were private that I never really thought twice about taking because I never thought, oh, what if I'm famous someday? And that wasn't, I never thought I would be. As the media began to speculate about Adam's sexuality, he addressed the topic with Access Hollywood in a March 2009 interview. Standing tall, Adam didn't deny anything, but he also failed to kill a controversy that would only grow stronger. I think it was less about, oh gosh, now they're gonna know I'm gay. And it was more just about, wow, that's my personal life. And at that point, I wasn't ready to open the doors wide open on my entire personal life. And you know, obviously I wasn't ashamed of it and I didn't wanna lie about it, but that's not what I was there to do. I was there to sing, not to talk about my love life. In the spring of 2009, knowing this might be his last shot to make it big, 27-year-old Adam Lambert seized American Idol's spotlight with daring bravado. I kind of like shocking. I think everything that I do on stage is, is meant to provoke some sort of reaction from the audience. He was a star from the minute he went on that show. Everything he did was pushing the envelope. He has this angelic voice, and he helped to turn American Idol, at least that season, from being what's essentially a pageant into being this kind of, you know, dramatic, like, burlesque. I don't like to play it safe. I like to do things, you know, 100%. Week after week, viewers couldn't wait to see what Adam would do next. But it was a poignant rendition of the Tears for Fears song, Mad World, that truly captured hearts across America. The lyrics of that song really do speak 
of Adam. Childhood memories and, and not always fitting in. Just feeling an outsider and feeling depressed. So that was something that I really identified with and I decided that it'd be a very emotional and kind of vulnerable performance for me. I just thought Mad World was, uh, was soul-stirring. Just when you least expected it, you know, his interpretation of the song, it, it was just nothing short of brilliant. Adam catapulted to the final round, where he faced off against Chris Allen. They were idle roommates, friends, and polar opposites. He was the guy liner guy to make up on, and I was the guy next door that plays his guitar and sings the love songs to his girl. The show knew exactly what they were doing, obviously. They wanted to pit us against each other. A sign of his growing star power, Adam appeared solo on the cover of Entertainment Weekly days before the finale, a first for an idol singer. The article praised his showmanship, calling Adam the most exciting idol contestant in years, while also questioning whether his sexuality would affect the voting. The article was speculating whether or not I was gay or not, and whether or not America would vote for a gay idol. I remember reading it going, why does it matter? But I guess it does. It was pretty crazy. There's a lot of people in the United States that aren't as open-minded as we'd all like them to be. <laughs> so they're used to the black and white, cookie-cutter shape idol. You know, you're representing America, so you better be everything it stands for. And Adam isn't that. It was hard for me because I wasn't able to talk. Technically, being on Idol, you can't do any interviews individually until you're out of the show. So I was sitting there going, I can't really put in my two cents. It felt out of my control, and feeling out of control is scary. As fans across America cast their final votes, the outcome remained very much in doubt. Remember when he said my name? I was really shocked. Adam is awesome, and he deserved it just as much as I did. He really did. Adam took the defeat in stride. In his eyes, he had already won something much bigger. Chris and I had talked right before the final show, and we were both like, it really doesn't matter what happens now, because when you get to the end of a show like that and you get the exposure you get from American Idol, your career is already going to take off into a different stratosphere. Immediately after the finale, Adam graced the cover of Rolling Stone, and in what would become their best-selling issue of 2009, set the record straight once and for all. At the time that I was assigned this story, we had no idea, first of all, if he was ever going to come out. And within 10 minutes, he was like, yeah, so of course I'm gay. And he told me this thing that all of America wanted to know. It was the easiest scoop I've ever gotten in my life. Within his inner circle, Adam had been out for years. But proclaiming his sexuality to the world was a watershed moment. I wouldn't want to go through my career hiding anything or trying to cover something up. It's just not my style. Sexuality is so sensationalized. Like, everybody feels like they have to label it and call it out, and I'm proud of it. I'm proud of my sexuality. I have no hang-ups. I have no shame. But for me, it's not about wearing a T-shirt saying gay. It's Adam. Coming up, the kiss that shocked America when Behind the Music continues.
Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Relax this Sunday with a little moment to yourself and the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. In July 2009, Adam Lambert was a flamboyant new face in pop music and a star in the making. After finishing his runner-up on American Idol, he was immediately offered a deal by RCA Records. I knew that this was my big moment. This was my opportunity. This is what I had been working for the last 10 years that I've been in Los Angeles. He felt like an arena artist, a multi-platinum artist from the first time you saw him. He's extremely charismatic. And he feels like he was built to do this. And the biggest challenge was how are we going to bottle this and turn this into an album? Collaborating with the likes of Lady Gaga, Linda Perry, Pink, and Muse, Adam mixed up a musical cocktail, fusing his glam rock roots with deeply personal lyrics. I wrote the song, Aftermath, about the moment before you come out that's incredibly scary, and that's why I wrote those lyrics. I wanted to give support and empowerment to people about to make a big life decision and to tell them that it's okay, that once you do it, in the aftermath of that big chaotic decision, you will find liberation. For me, a lot of the the themes that I was exploring on the album have to do with that search for fulfillment, whatever form it takes. Strut is about empowerment. It's, you know, letting it all hang out and owning your walk, owning your your groove, owning your vibe. Don't hold back. I hope that it can inspire other people to just be themselves. Adam recorded his debut album, For Your Entertainment, in just two months, and true to his image, chose a decidedly androgynous photo for the cover. In November, he continued to play publicly with his sexuality, posing with a woman for a racy spread in Details magazine. The concept was she's going to be nude and you're going to be kind of holding her in various kind of sensual positions. Heteroerotic. 
And I thought that would be really fun and weird and different and kind of something that I hadn't done before. The photos triggered a venomous reaction from the media, most notably the editor of Out Magazine, who criticized Adam for neutralizing his sexuality. I felt like, aren't I doing enough? What else do you need from me? Yes, I will be open about my sexuality. Yes, I'm proud about it, but I'm not here to like carry the torch. I'm not here to like be the example of how to be gay. I didn't sign up for that. And I even tweeted the guy about that because I was so pissed off. I was like, dude, don't project your agenda onto me and expect me to carry that load. That's not my job. I'm not a politician, I'm an entertainer. On stage at the American Music Awards a few weeks later, Adam turned the embers of controversy into a roaring blaze. Holding nothing back, he simulated oral sex, dragged leather-clad male dancers around on leashes, then spontaneously grabbed his keyboard player and kissed him. I look at Adam, and then I see out of the corner of my eye, him and Tommy, like, they just start making out. And I'm just like, we're on national TV. I was kind of thinking, like, did I really just see what I, what I thought I saw? Oh, man, this is going to be all over the news. This was my first televised performance since coming off of American Idol, and the adrenaline went through the roof. I got kind of excited. <laughs> the backlash was instant. I got off stage and did an interview, and the first thing was, well, don't you think that you went a little too far? As the interview was happening, I literally went, oh. Oh, whoops. Oh, okay. Okay, people are going to be pissed about this. ABC received over a 1,000 complaints, and Good Morning America canceled Adam's scheduled appearance the next day. It felt like I was kind of coming under attack for reasons that were probably a little deeper than actually what I did. In fact, the next day on television, the talk show that did end up having me on as a guest last minute showed the kiss between Christina, Madonna, and Britney, and then immediately followed it with a clip of my kiss with my bass player, and they blurred it out. And in that moment, I thought, well, what message is this sending to kids? Is this sending that being two girls and kissing is okay, but two guys kissing is not okay? It was really frustrating. In November 2009, just as Adam Lambert was about to release his debut album, he once again found himself engulfed by controversy after his edgy performance at the American Music Awards fueled a torrent of negative press. I got nervous because I thought, you know, is this going to affect sales? Did I just screw up my chances here? Did I just alienate myself from my audience? Is my label going to drop me now? Did I just kiss my, my, my shot goodbye? It was scary. But Adam's fears were soon put to rest as For Your Entertainment became a smashing success. The hit single, What Do You Want From Me, earned Adam his first Grammy nomination and shot to number one on the international charts. The album also went platinum abroad, and individual track sales have totaled over four million worldwide. This is a crowning achievement for me. I mean, I definitely feel very accomplished. I feel like I've worked hard, and I feel like the work has paid off. What more can you ask for? You know, that's why I auditioned for Idol, was to have an album out there that people wanted to buy. Adam supported the album with the extravagant Glam Nation tour, playing to sold-out arenas around the world. Most artists who come off of American Idol don't go beyond America. But Adams can play in markets all over the world, and that Glam Nation tour was a huge success in every sense. It's incredibly rewarding to be able to take your music that's on an album and bring it to life on stage and really make it 
a, a moment that was completely intimate between myself and my audience. I was so moved to watch the people around him. You have these little kids with their little eyeliner and their I Love Adam posters, and you have these grandparents, and you have these older women. And I think that he moves everyone so deeply because he has this message of, of loving yourself. And he inspires so many people to own who they are, and, and it's okay to be whoever you are. Offstage, Adam delivers the same message as a spokesperson for The Trevor Project organization that supports gay and lesbian youth. I think as an entertainer, that's one of the best things that we have in our artillery is that we can affect people. I definitely want my albums to take the listener on a journey. I think a lot of his upbringing and a lot of the experiences that he's had in life have given him the confidence to be expressive. He is on the edge. That's who he is. I've liberated myself and accepted myself and learned how to love the person that I am. And I'm not trying to be anything, I'm just being me. Adam Lambert's star power has continued to rise. He's grown into one of the world's greatest performers, both on stage and screen. In 2012, Adam joined forces with the active members of Queen for a special limited concert run. He returned to television with a multi-episode arc on the hit show Glee, multiple returns to American Idol, both as a performer and as a guest judge, and as one of the stars of the televised remake of the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Queen and Adam Lambert continue to tour and headline music festivals across the world, and with the subject of a documentary highlighting their ongoing collaboration. Even with constant touring and television appearances, Adam's solo career continues to grow and his fourth studio album, Velvet, was released in March of 2020. Unabashedly himself, Adam Lambert has solidified himself as one of the most powerful voices of his generation. Listen to Behind the Music on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Want more episodes? You can watch Remastered, Best of the Vault, and new episodes of Behind the Music only on Paramount+. Plus. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits... LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 